Anyway, it sounds like the new Ghostbusters movie is one of the worst movies of all time, according to the people reviewing it already. Oh, yeah. Wait, did we start already? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, did yeah. we? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. Oh. But through the magic of editing. Okay. No, no, that's, that's fine. We can talk about how the Ghostbusters movie is now being rumored to be one of the worst movies of all time, which fits in with Pluto Nash, a.k.a. the biggest box office bomb in history. <laughs> It is, seriously. Till now. Potentially until now. So I think that the only video that's out there that has really attracted a lot of views is the eating challenge guy in the car. It's Reckless Eating, I think is the channel name. I didn't even watch the whole video. I and just sort of... He's ranting in the car about how much it sucks. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So... I saw bits and pieces about like how it is nothing like the original Ghostbusters. All the jokes fall flat. It ends with, well, spoilers, if you yeah. care, but nobody cares. Spoilers, it ends with, like, all of them shooting a giant ghost in the dick. Because he's a man. Because he's a man. And they're not. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Seems like we were right about the trailer. Everybody was right. There was not a single per- It was like... <laughs> no, no. There were plenty of people saying, well, the trailer really doesn't represent what this film's probably about. You're just a sexist white male. You need to back off the privilege pedal there, buddy. And hey, can at- I um, uh, lose us a bunch of viewers right now? Have you uh, they're probably on, already gone. Do you want to go on one of your white power rants, Justin? No, I mean, I'm just you. saying all those people that were talking and saying that sort of shit were on Tumblr or something. So, yeah. whatever. They're not human is what you're getting at? Pretty much. Okay. But, I mean, a lot of people were saying that even in the industry press. But Probably I, two humans. But they've had an embargo on any well, professional yeah. reviews. No, no I but think. The, the industry press, like, about the trailer and everything, saying, like, oh, don't judge it by the trailer. So I get that there are people who are saying, like, just because their own personal biases must never be challenged. Like, oh, it's got to be a good movie because it's got diversity and stuff. But No, no, no. So you should absolutely fucking judge a movie by its trailer. That's the whole point of the trailer. It's like the sales pitch. And I yeah. saw it and I was like, I don't want to see that movie. I understand that. Yeah. But I think there's two kinds of people who are defending it. The people who are like, oh, no, diversity must challenge everything. And then people in the film industry press who are like, oh, this tr- don't judge this trailer by its cover, man, baby, losers. But they need, like, they got a financial interest in it it's probably the same people like they're all getting paid probably to say that it's not going to be that bad of a movie and i think there are people who genuinely believe that who are like tumblr people and i think there are people writing for variety who think like wow sony's a huge client and they pay us a lot of money to write favorable articles i I better wash some balls here i mean i just maybe there is there are some people but i feel like there is some people out there that (laughs) are being paid to, like, act like, you know, real people. Oh, sure. Doubtlessly. Like, those websites you can go to buy Twitter followers and shit. Yeah, I'm sure the people who piled on, like, James Rolfe and everybody who wrote, like, negative stuff or made videos. Well, no, I mean, there's just, like, a lot of, like, astroturfing that goes on for all types of movies and new things that come out. And just it's part of marketing now that, you know, you have these people that impersonate, you know, users of, you know, forums and whatnot and... They go there and say, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go see Ghostbusters on, you know, next Friday or something. It should be great. And then they don't respond to any of their posts because all the posts after that are people shitting on them saying, like, oh, you're just a paid chill. Okay, that's cool. The old one post by this ID thing? Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yep. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt the guy in the car was lying either. It sounds like just the kind of hack shit movie that would be cranked out now. Yeah. The only no, redeeming mean, part of it I heard is uh, Thor, Chris Hemsworth. Apparently, he's actually the only person who's funny in the movie. Well, that's kind of a shame, though. I mean, because yeah, no, he's not the lead. He's a he's right. a minor supporting character, and like the four people who are leading the movie apparently aren't funny at all, and they're they're not playing it straight either. Apparently, they're they're very in on all the jokes and the the meta of their universe or whatever. I don't know if you can yeah. call a franchise you know something that has only two movies but yeah and they changed the name of the movie already in the last couple days it's not ghostbusters anymore it's ghostbusters colon answer the call they're putting that on all the marketing stuff now Mm -hmm. trying to differentiate it from the original nope too late i mean i know that we're going to uh see this movie some way and review it 
But yeah, we'll go to uh, we'll right. ask one of our friends at the theater for free tickets. Yeah, it's no way I'm paying to see this. No, which is sad though because half of the main cast are funny people. Well, I don't get you know. I personally, I never got Ghostbusters. I mean, I like it. I just never was fanatical about it. Like some people are, there are like super fans of Ghostbusters. And they seem like the most disappointed. But me just being a neutral outsider to the Ghostbusters phenomenon, it just it just doesn't look like a good movie from everything we've said. And no. now we're hearing that it's not a good movie. Yeah, shockingly, lazy. it looks like the inside of the book reflects the cover. It's amazing. And for all this diversity crap that they were pumping out about how if you don't like it, you're a man baby and stuff, it seems amazing, too, from what people are saying that they fell back on stereotypes within the movie. So the stereotypes are okay when it supports what they're trying to do, but, you know, any other way, it's terrible. Like, they turn, you know, instead of having the black guy like he was in the first couple movies, Winston, be the normal dude. Ernie Hudson. Right. Winston Settimore. In this movie, they take Leslie Jones, and she's like the stereotypical loud black woman. So how yeah. does that work if you're... <laughs> yeah, it's... I know, a lot of black women and, like, nerds and ha-ha-ha-ha science and mm, this lady's a lesbian. Right, this one's fat. Right, this one's so, fat and loud, this one's fat, black, and loud, this one's a lesbian. Right, we ticked all the diversity boxes, but, yeah. you know, we, we, we accomplished great victory, just didn't make a good movie. Oops, sorry. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, the people that were working on this, like the editors and whatnot, the people that are just, like, you know... Not really too involved in the dealing with actors and like you know writing and whatnot. Like they just have to be like editing the movie and like adding the special effects. It's like wow, this is just going to be a shit show the whole time. Like, I mean, they're killing ghosts now, which is a fucking stupid concept in and, and of itself. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's what I read that they they violate their own rules. It's like some Harry Potter shit, that, like that they set up in the movie. They're violating their own rules because in the apparently early in the movie they say, oh yeah, you have to like use the plasma gun or whatever to move the ghosts into position to capture them. Like in the original. Right, because you can't kill a ghost because they're already dead. But by the end of this movie, there's like a huge like CGI battle apparently, and they're like killing ghosts left and right with the guns. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I read something from someone saying that it was very reminiscent of Pixels. Yeah, that's it it does seem like this is Adam Sandler level stuff we're dealing with. Or you could tell there were like four people on a soundstage, like, pulling the triggers on plastic prop guns and just like, you know, ooh, and someone was flashing a strobe light. Right, and the the effects from, again, what we've read, the effects are actually pretty bad, too. No, from what we've seen. Yeah, the trailers. The fucking Scooby-Doo mystery right, yeah. of Ghost it, Island it does special look effects. like Scooby-Doo stuff. And I was expecting to see Sarah Michelle Geller and she would have been Jr., better. You know. she, she would have been a better <laughs> Ghostbuster than any of the four that they chose, I think. I think Kristen Wiig's funny. Well, okay, like replace your person of your choice with Sarah Michelle Gellar, and it would have instantly been a better movie. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> wait a minute! You're the one who's trying to catch Pokemon in my house. Hey, <laughs> you won't let me go to Pokestops down the street, okay? You know what does that? Dad, what does that go? mean, though? If you're trying to catch them in our house, does that mean the Pokemon are our property and you're stealing them? There's actually, well, I mean, if you want to get into this, there's, like, <laughs> people that I've been, like, wandering around other people's backyards and, like, you know. Trespassing. Trespassing, yeah. Oh. oh. Trying to catch their uh, Pikachus and whatnot. And they wonder why they're getting pulled over by police or, like, slammed hey, onto the ground. that's my Pikachu. <laughs> I, I should sue somebody for taking my digital property. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. No, they're there for everyone. So if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the new game Pokemon Go for oh. your mobile device. Because I'd much rather talk about that than Ghostbusters. Pokemon Global Offensive? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's basically what it is. So it's um, an augmented reality Pokemon game where you just basically walk around and you're catching Pokemon and the real world, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, that's more or less it. Um, basically, it's a very stripped-down version of a game that is made by the same company called Ingress. And can you do battles with people? Um, that's like one of the things that's sh- nearly stripped down. Like all they have are catching Pokemon, evolving Pokemon. You can go to gyms and battle like the gym leader there, which if you beat the gym leader, you cap the gym for yourself. And then there's like other landmarks where you can get items from. Have you beaten Giovanni yet? 
Uh, it's not Giovanni. It's a uh, little Johnny from down the street. Oh, cool. Uh, that calls your mother a fag. Oh, so can you go to his house later and like tell him he's a fag? Well, I can name my Pokemon uh, like such and such is a fag and then toss it in the gym when I cap it. Gotcha. Yeah. But I mean... Uh, so you can't like find out his real identity and do the true American thing of unloading a few rounds into his head. I can put a sign up on the gym like door or whatever it is nearby and just be like, hey, fuck you, like hardcore XX. See, this game sounds like 97. It's, as soon as school resumes in the fall, K through 12, this sounds like we're going to have a few fresh incidents. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot of Pokemon fighting in just the Just saying, yeah. This, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the cafeteria is going to become a bloodbath. By the time school actually starts up again in like late August, uh, September, whatever. There's probably going to be more features in this game because they've said, basically, their first goal right now is to stabilize the servers, which they didn't realize so many fucking neckbeard nerds that, you know, were, you know, 10 when the game games came out originally yeah. are now, you know, they all have smartphones and, like, there's, like, a generation of people that are all like, hey, free Pokemon game on my phone. Gonna grab it and go play because... There have been so many server stability issues this like, whole weekend. Yeah, like that guy, that neckbeard when we were at MLG was screaming about they didn't load balance the servers. Well, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, well. There was actually yeah. a uh, funny tweet from, um, I think, the CTO or CIO of Amazon basically saying like, hey, Nineite or something. I forget what the company's called. It's like, hey, company, like, you know, if you need any help with servers, we got space. Because I really want to catch that drowsy I missed out on because the servers froze. <laughs> hey, well, I bet Jeff Bezos is playing from his office. Oh, I'm sure. He probably has interns going around. Or he strapped a fucking his cell phone to one of his rockets and has it hatching eggs now for him. Now, is this a free Strap game? Strap it to his Tesla and drive it around town. Yeah. Catch him. Yeah, it is a... It's a... <laughs> technically a freemium game okay, so you can buy you can buy pokeballs you yeah. can buy potions whatever um but you can also just go out to like pokestops down the street and every five minutes you can grab more items from those things and it's those yeah. items are random but i mean if you go to a park some places have like you know two or three pokestops right near each other so you can just sort of like walk in a circle catching your growlets and shit wow yeah I've only played it a little bit, but some of my friends have gone really hardcore, and they have, like, 100 Pokemon already. I've only got, like, 20-some. At least they're outside. Yeah, at least they're outside. Um, Michelle Obama couldn't get America outside, but Pokemon can. Well, because her idea fucking sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Just to put it plainly, let's go outside for an hour and sit there and stare at the grass, or you want to catch some Pokemon and make these small animals tear each other to shreds for your amusement and personal gain, like... Kids are going to go for the second one. Oh, yeah, for sure. The private sector solved another problem. You can joke about that, but... Innovation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... The innovation of Pokemon. It, it, it's solving, it's, solving the obesity crisis. Hopefully this company is able to respond to the needs that people really want in this game as far as, like, you know, more features and just getting the servers to be stable and working because... <laughs> Otherwise, this game might fall flat on its face within a couple weeks, I think. It's going to be like Eve, the Pokemon Eve. Yeah. You, you control your gym as your private fiefdom and have people like infiltrate it in multi-year CIA-level operations only to betray you at a key moment. You can't actually change teams at the moment. There's only three teams, and you're stuck in your current team at oh. this point in time. What well, team are you? That's I'm Team Blue, okay. Articunos. Oh, they're called Mystic, but whatever. They're based on Articuno. That's what I would want to see in this game, that you can just go up to anybody or battle anybody. You yeah, want. that's what a lot of people were hoping from this, but um, or right you now can you can trade Pokemon. You can't trade Pokemon. They don't have, like, there's no, like, social aspect built into the game yet, other than, like, you go to a park to catch Pokemon, and, like, you find, you see, like, all these other people <laughs> with, like, their heads down looking at their phone, and you, like, scream at them, like, hey, you getting Pokemon? It's like, yeah, I yeah, am, man. I'll put down a lure here so Pokemon will come. Yeah. Oh, boy. Which I actually um, was coming back from my mom's earlier today, and uh, a Frisch's was actually a, like a little diner-type restaurant around here. had a lure on it, and it was a Pokestop, so I like pulled in the parking lot. And Did you catch anything? Oh, yeah. What did you catch? I got some Pidgeys. I got some Ooh. Rattatas. Look uh, at this guy. I think I got an Oddish there, too. 
Wow. And that, oh, yeah. That's like the radish thing or the turnip. Yeah, it's, yeah. 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 Okay. It's like a little blue turnip. How many stuff. people are... Not as are, good as the polywog. How many people are getting Pokemon while they're driving on the highway? I wonder, like, which Pokemon exists so, on the interstate? So, actually... <laughs> I, I feel like there were a couple people on the highway when I was coming back down here today who were doing that. Yeah, when I... I'm when I'm when I was going through my neighborhood uh, like Friday evening to go to the store or something I forget what it was. I saw a number of people with their heads down looking at their phone or a couple cars pulled over on the side of the road just to catch Pokemon. I mean, it looked like a lot more than just like pizza delivery guys. It was people were out and about playing this game. I'm just bringing this up because I'm certain that there are people already driving like 75 miles an hour on the highway who are have their phones in their face and they're trying to like snatch grab pokemon as they drive really quickly yeah the, the funny thing is um i was talking exactly right. i was talking to a friend of mine online and uh he has a three minute drive to work and he said it took about 15 minutes to work because he was pulling over so much to catch pokemon and i'm like Really, dude? You should probably focus on driving. <laughs> Kill yourself. Well, he probably will. Well, the funny thing is, um, if you've been following any news about this game, you probably read this. Um, there was a girl somewhere that actually was looking for a Pokemon in a river, had to climb a fence, and actually found a dead body in the river. Hey. So, yeah. Gotta achievement get unlocked. What'd she name it? Nine one one. That was a good one. Corpse akin. <laughs> yeah, use decay. It was super effective. I don't know. That sounds like a Pokemon move. I don't know. Yeah. I I have used, used quick climb. It was super effective. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I have a feeling that that probably isn't the first instance of someone that that won't be the last instance rather that of someone coming across a dead body or. Finding something or getting hit slightly by a illegal, train. or <laughs> yeah, someone hitting someone because they're trying to catch their fucking pidgey or whatever. Yeah, but. or like crashing and causing like a sixteen car pileup on the highway because yeah. you know the Zapdos was right in front of them. They just had to go a little <laughs> faster. <laughs> yeah, yep. That's where you want to work in the White House or something. I would. That'd be hilarious. If I worked in the White House, I would the White House is actually a Pokemon gym that is uh, pretty hotly contested. I would download this app. Only <laughs> it's to, Obama the gym only to, <laughs> only to put lures down so people try to hop the fence to get the Pokemon. <laughs> and the Secret Service would like taste them and shit. Yeah, that'd be really funny. <laughs> I'm just saying. I wonder what oh, what Pokemon Obama has as the gym leader. Yeah, I don't know. There's, I've seen some screenshots of just people that like, oh hey, what's the the like the floppy eared dragon one, uh, Dragonite? Yeah, yeah. Obama probably has that and all like the rarest, most powerful Pokemon <laughs> at his disposal. Yep. Uh, he's uh, out folks, of the, he's I'm going to show country. you my Blastoise. Well, it's probably now. his kids playing the game. I think then it's probably Joe Biden who's running the gym. <laughs> <laughs> he's got nothing else to do. So. Completely unrelated to sci-fi or this game, but do you ever read the Onion articles about Joe Biden being like this crazy redneck guy and like just like sounds like he rips his shirt off all the time and like you know they have good articles about how he's very creepy and like puts his hand. I mean, are those articles untrue? Because it it just it seems like you can't satirize him because no, that's the thing. It doesn't (laughs) seem like it's satirizing him. It's just like oh man, like you know Uncle Joe's like down on his luck lately. I gotta go, you know. Do some odd jobs and shit. Like, you can, can you spare me a 20 or something for some gas money? Like, that's the sort of vibe that... No, he's self-satirizing. He doesn't need any help. I like all those pictures of him, like, molesting the anime girls. Molesting the anime girls? I don't know. Like, he's always, always, like, grabbing people's children and giving them shoulder rubs or, like... Oh, yeah, there was one creepy one where he's, like, rubbing some girl's shoulders or, like, whispering in her ear Yeah, there's Yeah, there's a ton of those. Apparently, that's just <laughs> something he does. So somebody shopped like a bunch of little anime girls in there, like looking terrified. Like no I forget one. what bill it was, like healthcare or something. But like Joe basically like whispered in like Obama's ears, like, "Yeah, we fucking did it!" Like right in front of the mic. Oh, and, and yeah, it was the Obamacare thing. So this is a big fucking deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like right in front of the mic, <laughs> so it picked it up. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. It is. That's some real sci-fi shit. Honestly. Right there. I would say it's a bad game, but because of the nostalgia factor and hopefully the promise that they add more features, it is a, 
it's still fun to like go around just catching Pokemon and. Whatnot. But it's cool though because now like hopefully this legitimizes augmented reality for games. Yeah, I mean it's been around for a while, but I think it is the name recognition because there are at ingress, ingress, I think, yeah, ingress, uh, much better game, same sort of things. Like all the landmarks actually in Pokemon Go are based on things from Ingress. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it has a lot more features, but yeah, just, and it's been out for like two or three years. Didn't catch on. Name cool. recognition of Pokemon. That's what I mean, though. Bam. Like, you can yeah. have technology that's really cool and it works really well and shit, but if people don't know about it or they don't, they don't have like the buy-in because they don't think that whatever it's being applied to is like up their street. Mm-hmm. Well, Pokemon. Yeah. Pokemon. Maybe you can trade Pokemon skins and gamble them online for real money. We won't care about YouTube kids crying about their millions of dollars. We care about the new Alien movie that's coming out. Really? Yeah. We care about it because it's wiping out all the other movies. I think we discussed this before as a rumor, but apparently that is the direction they're heading. Oh, like with the Prometheus sequel, it's going to be an Aliens or Alien movie? Yeah, but in the direction of like, hey, did you like Alien? Good, because that's the only one that counts. Oh, are they like retconning Prometheus? No, Prometheus came before, but it's like they're saying the story starts with Prometheus and then Alien is acceptable, but Aliens and onward? Nah. Why? Really? Aliens isn't, they're saying, isn't acceptable? That's what I read. Huh. So, yeah, I told you this made YouTube look small by comparison. They're getting rid of Aliens. One that's, of the, the best sci-fi movies ever made. They're, they're dumping sad. it. Yeah, I know. That's really stupid, if true. It I is can't believe stupid. they're taking uh, Alien vs. Predator movies out of uh, the canon. Well, you those know. Those were already out. <laughs> <laughs> we can lose those. Prometheus, Prometheus retcon those out of yeah, existence. Yeah. We can lose those. The, those yeah. video games are great, but we can lose them. Mm-hmm. But Aliens is such a... I fucking love that movie. I like it better than Alien. I just Because yeah. it is objectively better. Yeah, uh, some okay. Some people would disagree, but well, they're stupid. Yeah, it's I just mm, kind of like if Ghostbusters, the new one, had said like, "Hey, those other two movies never happened." So the the <laughs> new Alien movie that's coming out next year, the sequel to Prometheus, is called Covenant mm-hmm. or Alien Covenant, or whatever yeah, they're going to yeah, call yeah. it. I'm sure they'll just drop it to be Covenant by the end. So it's keeping in with the Prometheus, because they're going to make another movie and have it be a trilogy anyway, like everybody does. I mean, I could kind of see... Tetris. How they want to, like, sort of retcon aliens out of existence if they don't want to go the direction of, like, you know, giant, you know, alien planets that, you know, they have eggs everywhere and whatnot type thing. I don't know why they'd want to do that, but if they want to go... what are you talking about? That wasn't an Aliens. That wasn't an Aliens? Aliens was just like the the, the little colony thing there gets taken over by aliens. But like like, on the ship. The ship had like... But that was in the original movie. Oh, it wasn't. Yeah. The the whole thing with aliens is that 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 ship from the original movie with like Space Jockey Man, like, oh, these eggs, like it is, it's this, you know, the ship carrying the eggs that the big guys, the big guys in Prometheus Hmm. fly around with. I guess that was in the original movie, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, well then... But when they fell into... Well, well, in the first movie, did they fall into... The, they, like, explore and they see all the eggs in there? Though they, they see there's a hole in the deck of the ship, and they go down with their... They rappel down... Oh, the and then, like, one attaches to its right. face, and that's... Okay. Right. Yeah, because they're, like, salvaged looking around, like, oh, what's this? And then in Aliens, they're like, hey, this, this ship, hmm, that's the... hmm. Aliens, it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy because they don't know about that ship until they unfreeze Ripley and she's like, hey, there's this ship out there and that's what we went to find the distress signal for. It's like, oh, we already have a colony there. Well, yeah, but then because they already have a colony, that Burke guy uh, sends a message to the colony saying, hey, you need to go check out these coordinates and that's what starts the whole events of the movie, really. That's how the the colonists get infected. Okay, yeah, I sort of... Merge the two movies into my mind, but okay, yeah, I don't know then. So I don't. Want to see, I don't that. see why they would ever want to retcon aliens out of existence. Alien Three and Alien unless they don't like the idea of a queen or something, maybe I don't I know. The queen is like the perfect addition, though. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying it's bad, but I mean, maybe the fact that like humans kind of spawned the aliens in Prometheus, kind of thing. They want to go that direction somehow well i guess their whole idea is that the black goo stuff and prometheus somehow like alters dna and eventually creates the alien because they had like that pseudo alien thing in the end of the movie yeah Yeah. from like human dna corruption or some shit i don't know but yeah 
But I, I would prefer stupid. that they didn't erase Aliens just because they, they need to recognize or keep recognizing that it's a good movie. Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection, I'm comfortable with them getting rid of those well, because I don't think nobody likes them. No one's saying it's a bad movie, just whoever's writing this just says, well, I don't think this works for me, so I'm not going to write within you know the confines of those constraints or something. I don't know. It's, it's, probably, it's a dumb argument, if that is what their argument is, but oh, whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's out of our hands. We're, we're not writing it. But yeah, nothing matters. Can't do anything. We should just kill ourselves. We yeah, should, is, we it, should... <laughs> is it Damon Lindelof again? Uh, I probably, yeah. Who, I, yeah, fuck, who, who knows? Fuckwit. Hey, wait a minute. He's an artist. No, he's a fuckwit. <laughs> you want to talk about some, I have a bunch of news to go through, so we have to talk about another artist. You, I think you told me this last week that I went and checked up on it, and Sam told me about this too. Uh, who? It's okay. He contributes information, so he's okay. he's good. He's not in uh, damnatio memoria anymore. Okay. George Lucas and Samuel. Ja- you can take this, Grant. It's, you told me about it. George Lucas and Samuel Jackson decided something together. Right. They they figured because Jedi are capable of falling long distances and landing on their feet, much like cats, that. Mace Windu, Samuel L. Jackson's character, may not have died at the end, of, or when he was killed in Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, when, as you remember, he was flung out of the Chancellor's window With via force lightning. yes, via chain lightning from the Emperor, and uh, he just fell down the giant, giant shaft of a city that Coruscant is. But now George and Samuel L. Jackson got together and decided that. Uh, they're okay with it if Mace Windu is still alive. So George gave his blessing. Unfortunately, anything that George says doesn't mean anything for Star Wars anymore. So I guess Mace Windu is still dead in canon, but in, as a legend, he might be alive. I don't. Yeah. Well, I think Disney owns the legends too, though. Do, do they own the mm-hmm. Legends universe? Like, people can't write within that universe? Disney owns Star Wars, the umbrella. Oh. So anything that's under that is theirs. That's why they made the Legends in the first place, because they said, here's everything that Lucasfilm and you know all the, the novels and shit have set out, and we're going to do our own films with J.J., so we're just going to say that that's over here. That the original six films and our stuff is all normal right. Star Wars and everything else is Legend. Yeah, the only canon is either the, the nine films plus the anthology movies they're putting out and whatever shit Disney has written now. Anything produced before their acquisition is generally out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, unless they specifically approved it, which they didn't do with very much stuff. No. But having the Legends is just a very convenient way to keep selling all of those properties that they kind of, I don't know, disavowed. Yeah. Well, I mean, it. to be fair, some of the Legends, or a lot of the stuff they took out of there was shit. Uh, yeah, like the, the fucking shit Yuzun Vong or whatever they're yeah. called, the New Jedi Order trilogy, or the or not not the New Jedi Order. Uh, yeah, it is it the is New, Jedi New Jedi Order, Order. But yeah, I'm thinking of the Jedi Academy trilogy, which is a legend, but was good. But the New Jedi Order shit, where the aliens come from outside the known universe, and it's like nine books of just boring shit, and Chewbacca dies. But, Justin, you oh, see spoilers. the Emperor seized power because he knew the bad guys were coming. So he was trying to save everybody. Mm. Right. That's... The he, dumbest fucking thing ever, yeah. yeah. He was yeah. marshalling the galaxy to as a united front against the evil plant people. Or I don't know when, when that book came out, but I feel like it was probably somewhere around 2008 or 2009. No, it was like 2001, 1999 that these... New Jedi Order thing. But the, the book where they explicitly stated the Emperor planned all this, I feel like that's a, I just saw the Dark Knight, and I, I remember Jim Gordon's speech at the end, like, hmm. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you the dates on those. I couldn't either. They were bad books. They were horrible. But to be fair, like a lot of the Star Wars Legends books are actually pretty bad if you go back and read them now without like the nostalgia lens. Yeah. Like there, I can think of just a couple off the top of my head that were bad. Like the the one where like Han Solo kidnaps Princess Leia or whatever, and then they get married in the end. Yeah, that was a bad book. And so was the book that takes place like a day after the Return of the Jedi. 
Yeah. Where they have to fight the lizard aliens that, like, steal people's souls or something. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a little weird. And there were, like, people only bought that book because they thought they were going to learn more stuff about what happened after Return of the Jedi. And the only stuff that happens in the book that concerns what happens after Return of the Jedi is in, like, the first chapter. And then they're fighting these uh, lizard aliens. But I think the the weakness in those two books, though, I think I remember reading them and it seemed like the people who wrote them never watched Star Wars. Well, yeah, they didn't. But, I mean, there's a lot of good books, too. Like, I like all the Rogue Squadron books. Those were all pretty good. What? I have to go. There's a lure outside. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck, the, fuck Pokemon Go. Oh, oh, maybe you could go across the street to the uninhabited house, the, the abandoned home. Oh, I'm finding Ghastly in there. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you could get in there and, and uh, just, you know, break into somebody's property to get that Pokemon. <laughs> no, 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 no. How it ended. They used a bomb oh, disposal robot. To blow the guy up. To blow the guy up. <laughs> yeah. That's like, I don't know, has that happened before? No. no that's the first time. No, no, but... The- I mean, it's like, there's one part of the thing that's like, oh, like, are they right to, you know, be judge, jury, executioner in this sort of sense? But... That's kind of crazy that they just like used basically a landborn drone to fucking execute somebody like that. And I don't know, that seems like a bad step forward as far as like, you know, being yeah, able to Yeah, but he said he had bombs with him, so it's like trying to stop an immediate threat type thing. Well, no, I mean, he's he they, they could have just shot him just the same, but Well, I mean, uh, the way I got it was he was holed up in like a corner somewhere couldn't yes. get access to unless, you know, it was direct on or whatever. So they that, that's were like, hey, here's a cell phone guy if you want to talk to a negotiator. Okay, sure, thanks. And then blows his face off. See, what I'd read is that they had sent the bomb, dispo- the bomb dif- like the, the robot in on the theory that you, you, know, you can use bombs to blow up bombs, like Bomb Squad had to blow up the suitcase kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then that is what killed him? Yeah. So I think it's still kind of unclear. Oh, I thought they used their own sort of No, they device, did. They, but... they sent a robot in with a small bomb. Yeah. But people kind of I have run with the idea that it's like, oh, they used it to execute him. It was, they wouldn't send a bomb in there like they were shooting him with you know, a missile. But I, I think that it still remains to be seen. Were they doing that or were they sending the bomb robot in in an attempt to detonate his bomb that he said he had? Oh, because then it's like, well, you kind of fucked yourself, dude, if you got your bomb blown up in your face. Eh. It's, Who it's, knows if it'll ever come out, it's though. A little, yeah, but true. But it's kind of like, it's it's a better headline to say the police like murdered him with a robot. But then you have to say, like, well, what if he actually had a bomb? Now the scenario changes somewhat because sending in the police robot to bomb squad the bomb, that that's not unreasonable. Yeah, I mean, if you have an active shooter, like, you know, holding a bunch of people hostage and you see an opening to take him out, same thing would happen with a sniper or something, but... Yeah, so I, I, I don't really have a problem with it. Oh, it was just kind of a cool headline, I guess, was the thing. It was a cool headline? Yeah. <laughs> can't wait for more bombs to be blown up? Yeah, I can't wait for more race riots and bombs to blow up. Okay. Well, we, <laughs> we do live in Cincinnati, home of the race riots. Oh, we... Oh, I mean, there's plenty of other... There were other race riots before us, but we did have one. We were the modern template, dude. Yeah, we're we're the we're fucking the new millennium, new century race riots. All that when shit. Were those two thousand one, I believe. Oh, two thousand. Okay. Yeah, no, two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. We are we're we are the modern. We're the new kids. Watts and all that shit. You're old. We're new. Watts. See. Well. I mean, now we're being overshadowed by other groups and whatnot, but... We'll get back there. Whatever. Hey, speaking of groups who identify as certain identities, let's talk about Sulu being gay now. Did you read this? No. In I the- mean, I kind of read What's-His-Face. I can't remember his name because I don't know Star Trek that well was being like kind of upset about it. Or George something. Takei? Yeah. Yes. So Justin Lin, uh, Simon Pegg, and whoever the other clown fuck who wrote the new movie coming out this month, or whoever, whatever his name is, decided that uh, Sulu in the movie, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle guy, he's gay now because George Takei, who played Sulu on the original series, is gay. 
But he wasn't, you know, gay in the right character. The, the character was never gay. The actor is gay. But they're saying like, oh, he's a gay dude now, and we're going to put some footage of him with his husband and their daughter in the movie. Right, and then we get the obligatory dialogue about how he's gay, and they're raising a daughter, and they just have to take us out of the movie for a few seconds just to call that out, probably. Right? Well, that's what always fucking bugs me. If there's actual lines and whatnot, but if there's just like a small scene of like, you know, him leaving the house or whatever to go on a mission, it's just like, oh, hey, bye, honey. And that's it. That's what I think thing. is hilarious about Listen this whole thing enabler. <laughs> is that they're trying to portray this as they're doing it as a tribute to George Takei. And <laughs> he came out and said, no, this is not a good tribute to me. I don't like this. It's stupid to have somebody just be a gay character just because. Right. And he's like, you should have, if you're going to do it, you should have a new character who might be gay or something like that. And I thought that was actually a perfectly fine idea but for the fact that, you know, Simon Pegg had to jump in, too, and said, you know, oh, if we just do, like, a you know, a new character who's gay, then he's going to be a token gay character. So what is Sulu now? He's the token gay character. You've, you've made him that way. And there's a bunch of idiots on Reddit these days and all those other stupid forums talking about how this is great because Gene Roddenberry's vision was of an inclusive, you know, society. And it's like they're very stupid because what they don't understand, so I'm going to educate them, is that... Gene Roddenberry's inclusive society meant that people didn't have the need to uh, classify people as gay or black or straight or whatever. So it's like they didn't even have categorizations for that stuff anymore, and that behavior is just considered normal. But now they actually have to talk about right now. Everybody has to fucking talk about it and call it out and categorize it and make a big deal out of how like they've checked all their little diversity. Well, I guess that's what I was saying. Like, if it was completely okay, if like he was just leaving the house and it's like, oh, bye, honey, and that was it. Like, no big deal about that or anything. Right. Like, I mean, they don't understand Roddenberry's vision was of a society that is not defined by identity politics. Yeah, Simon Pegg once again goes for the. The quick cash in, right? For I being such a Star Wars fan, he seems to take the the quick and easy path to the dark side a lot, like an asshole. Yeah, and you know he claims he's such a Star Trek fan, but clearly he and the other guys supporting this, they just don't fucking understand what Star Trek is about. No, he seems like the kind of Star Trek fan to me who's like the the guy who gets like the, the I am a geek box in the mail and has like the little fucking keychain thing. Oh, and all the, he gets his loot crate? Yeah, all the desk <laughs> ornaments and crap. And it's like, see, I have this t-shirt that says Legend of Zelda, but it's got Mario on it. So it's like a super sick joke. I'm a that nerd. That sounds more like a shirt you would find in china or something like that no but they send out like these you know playful mashup shirts like oh see i I know both of these video game franchises i'm a nerd it's like oh look this is a star trek and that's a phaser i got my star trek in the box because being a nerd is now synonymous with being rich and cool because of the tech boom that's going on so of course like the people who would ridicule real nerds or creepers as they call them now i think Right, uh, they have to come in and co-op the identity because now it's like the in cool thing to do. So yeah, that's I understand the phenomenon of loot crate and shit through that lens. It's sad. Well, oh, it's sad, and it's also just a lot of people who probably were nerds growing up are just like, hey, I have disposable income now. Let's throw money somewhere. But let's get some cheap plastic shit to junk up my life. Well, yeah, and yeah, uh, I don't doubt that you know there are people who authentically like getting their loot crate or whatever it is. Or but there are a lot of people that buy it as just a, oh hey, like I'm checking my, I want to be this sort right. of person off my list. I'm a nerd. Yeah, yeah. Better get some glasses. Look at my geeky glasses, yeah. you guys. I'm gonna get an Aperture Science mug and be cool like you guys. Aren't I cool? Hello, fellow kids. Did you know the cake is a lie? Lol. Ah. I played Portal. Oh my god. Do you know what these people who are such nerds and shit with their fucking glasses, and I wear glasses and they help me read because I can see the letters. They can't read though. And you know why? Because hmm. there's a Gene Roddenberry quote, or I guess they can't listen too good, but they can't read either. So he cast Patrick Stewart to be Captain Picard. Originally they had him do the role or the audition with a wig on, and they said, that looks fucking stupid. Take it off. He's bald. And some press fuck is like, oh, well, Gene Roddenberry, surely by the 24th century they would have a cure for male pattern baldness, checkmate, asshole. And Roddenberry says, like, no, by the 24th century, no one will care. 
Exactly. So that's like the whole thing in a nutshell is like, you're gay, literally nobody cares. That's Gene Roddenberry's ethos. Like, you're gay, great. No one gives a fuck. Can you aim the phasers at the Klingons? Great, good job. High five. Yeah. That's it. The only people Gene Roddenberry didn't want to exist were hippies. That's it. He really hated hippies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, and that's the whole point. It's just we're going to get another movie now from these guys who don't fucking understand Star Trek, and it's going to be like everybody's on dirt bikes and crap, and there's a Beastie Boys soundtrack, and you know somebody takes their clothes off and Kirk bangs like some alien chick or something like that. Not to say that, you know... Original Kirk doesn't have like his fair share of hookups and stuff. I think it's like every episode his shirt comes off somehow. Yeah, but it's just the new movies. They got to do this shit like you know, oh Sulu's gay, so we're gonna like have a call out in the movie about how he's gay and stuff. So they they have to s- subvert the actual Roddenberry vision to serve like some you know they got to ch- check off all their boxes. What's interesting about that, though, is that George Takei had said in the article I read, he was quoted as saying, like, oh, I had a conversation with the people who were writing the movie and said, like, I really don't think it's a good idea. And he, his quote was he was left with the impression that they weren't going to do it, that they were going to not go the hack route, and then I guess they did anyway. They told him, like, oh, yeah, oh, we won't do it, and then they did. Well, you know, and I think, too, it's a good thing to say that people who would listen to this who disagree will probably classify us as cynical but we're really not because actually there was an interview done recently with um, Chris Pine, the new Kirk. Yeah, and you Kirk. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he basically Kirk. said that. Oh well, it's impossible to make a movie like the old Star Trek movies now. You can't make Star Trek two anymore and have it play globally because, according to him and studio executives, people don't under people in like china don't understand you know the philosophy and the character development and all that stuff in those movies because it's so specific to the american market what they understand is bombs and explosions you know according to them universal things like people taking their clothes off and people getting blown up and stuff that's what they un- that's what they understand so that's how they're making these movies now to play to a global audience because apparently they think global audiences are too stupid to understand like character development. Well, you see, these slant-eyed rice eaters over in China don't understand our sophisticated movies like the one where Denzel Washington and Chris Pine have to stop a train that's going to hit stuff and blow up. Well, I mean, okay, so you can say, oh, yeah. That's what he's you, saying, though. He's saying well, no, I mean, that's stupid. what they are saying, but I mean, that's... When you look at the movies that do well in China, like, a lot of them are those stupid, like, big blockbuster American movies that are zero character development, just explosions and tits. Right, but but they is, do well there. Like, is, is that because Chinese people are dumb, or is it because that they just haven't been exposed to the movie going culture that we've had for like ninety years? Now? That's probably part of it. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of stuff is like, oh, they think it's just like a funny parody type thing, like with the Dragon Ball movie that like fucking sucked over here it did awesome in china because i thought it was like oh haha ha, dragon ball parody movie with live action and whatnot well i i mean i feel like you know probably chinese people if they are dumb they're just as dumb as american audiences well, and if they think american audiences can understand movies like that then why can't chinese audiences like well i think okay so the market let's let's say the market in china is the exact same distribution of you know dumb go-eat-your-popcorn-movie-type goers or whatever, and then, you know, the same number of people that are like, oh, hey, I want to, you know, actual, you know, character development plots, you know, things that are deeper in movies than just explosions. There's many more people that are just, oh, go-eat-your-fucking-popcorn-type people in China because sheer population. So, like, okay, we'll make movies that are just tits and explosions. Yeah, but you can make a movie with both. I mean, we were just talking about Aliens. Well, that's a movie with, like, tons of, you know, explosions and shit like that. And, you know, nobody could accuse that movie of not having enough to satisfy, like, you know, that average popcorn moviegoer. But it's also Mm -hmm. got a great story, and there's a great character development arc for a lot of the people in that movie. has something for everybody. It works. So why can't they do that? I think it's just they're just using this as an excuse for laziness in filmmaking, I think. Cuz it's just easier to to write a movie where they can blow shit up and people forget about the plot hole that they just created. And it, probably 
I think Chris Pine's an idiot, but I also think that somebody had a gun to his head. Right. I mean, he's not he's not in control of anything he says. Like he's just voicing what the studio tells him to say, and so you can really infer that that's their opinion. Uh, opinion. Well, but what Justin's I agree with what Justin's saying though is that like these movies do well in China, and I think it's for the reason you described, Grant, is that because people in China haven't had the you know century of film going that people in America have to be able to evaluate like well that kind of sucks. Yeah, I'm thinking of all so, the movies that came out here like in the 20s or or like yeah. in the teens of the 20th century when it was just black and white, you know, no sound, really bad filmmaking technology, I guess, by our standards. I don't think anybody calls most of those movies like masterpieces. A lot of them were just like shitty vignettes to make people laugh and stuff. Yeah. But I'm saying that when you, you skip all of that, then yeah, the big flashy movie with explosives and shit does well. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, like they're at the point of movie-going development where we were in like 1916 because yeah. they just haven't had it. And so to conclude that like that's the only way you can sell a movie over there is just kind of ignorant, I think. I think Chris Pine probably got told to say that, just like they had that script written out for What's-His-Face, Dr. McCoy, and uh, Simon Pegg to to scream and cry at people that they don't understand Into Darkness is about drone strikes and the morality of killing people with drones. Yeah. Yeah. Diversionary uh, tactics, 101. No, wasn't that Alex Kurtzman who had the meltdown at the panel or whatever? Robert, one of those fucks. Yeah, Roberto Orsi. Yeah, you don't get it. You don't understand filmmaking. You just don't get it. No, we got it all right. It's like yeah, we got you it. just didn't want to spend as much time in the writer's room as you needed to to make it work. <laughs> you got it. You suck. Yeah. Uh, fuck that. Movie's going to suck anyway. Tokenism, but they're going to try to dress up as being brave. Fuck them. Hope it goes down in flames. It will. We already know that. Probably still see it, but... <laughs> I'm not paying to see that. Fuck that. Uh, so speaking of other shit that's awful... Right, and this is like a Star Trek sort of thing. Google's going to take down WebMD. Did you guys see this? WebMD, uh, the, the medical the, site? Yeah, the tool that tells you you have cancer every time you search something. Yeah. Google's going to do their own intelligent symptom search tool now. Yeah, cool. it's already kind of out there in limited form. So maybe it will be better than WebMD. Well, like today, I typed into Google because I had jaw pain stuff about that and the webmd links weren't showing up and it was the first thing was a google health thing yeah i've and they seen had that. like a little I, I have seen that you know with like their material design and all that that you know it yep. looks like google so i don't know if they're scraping the information from webmd and just putting it in their own results <laughs> um and now let's talk about theranos again oh theranos. boy yeah i gotta say the what the lady who founded it looks much different in this picture Oh, that's shit. The yeah. blood test people. Yes, but uh, after they were done hearing about Hillary Clinton's emails, the House of Representatives sent out another letter using some of their copious postage stamps to Theranos saying, hey, we'd love for you to come down under mandate of we'll fucking kill you if you don't to explain to us what the fuck's going on here. Right, because now he, it's at the point where the congressmen have to give their time on camera, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in order to, you know, satisfy... Theranos faces congressional inquiry over faulty blood tests. Well, and they've been, the Medicaid services banned her personally from right. owning or operating a medical laboratory for two years. So what that means is that she actually cannot be the CEO of the company anymore. If this is not like they can appeal this decision, yeah. But if the appeal is denied, like they're gonna have to work something out with this company if there's even a company left after this. But she can't lead the company anymore personally, right? Which is really interesting as a just an outcome. I I, I fully expect that all these people fuck up assholes and the the government are just gonna like you said try to get on camera and ask some tough questions right make them make it look like they're doing things for but the, it's it, that this company is now like persona non grata like nobody will talk to them in the tech community nobody even the government which is like the home of the sell the army instant water just add water like bullshit product yeah I, like 
even they've turned their back on this. And what do you want to bet that they tried to Theranos tried to sell this shit to like the VA? Like, oh, we'll we'll blood test you to see if you have like collagen in your blood from your you know IED if you have a clot. It's gotten so much public exposure. I don't think they could get away with that now. Instruction, but they, they, in right. the past, I'm saying they I'm, they would yeah in the past tried. that would be a possibility. Interestingly enough, though, the people that do still believe, of course, the CEO she still believes in <laughs> the company and the product and all that. And for the record, this is the same woman who stayed up like until three in the morning repeatedly doing blood tests on herself to, to prove it worked after everybody else gave up in their inner circle. Right, and you can read it in the Wall Street Journal reporting yeah. on this. That Hilarious article. the whole thing. Hilarious. Right. And, and, you know, a spoiler alert, the machine didn't work at the, at the end of the night. So, But her investors still believe in the company. They're actually on the record publicly saying that they still believe in the promise of this company. So actually, it seems like the best outcome for her would be to relinquish the leadership role so that she's not in control of the laboratory aspect and actually go back to like the research and development side and try to make this work if it can work. It's probably a matter of finding a CEO who actually believes in the company and doesn't just like, you know, oh, hey, here's a CEO position to, you know, head the ship as it goes and crashes and burns. Well, I mean, I guess... I mean, that's what she would want to find in a, you know, a replacement CEO, but I doubt she can find that because... I've got the guy. You've got him? Ron Johnson. Oh, yeah, that's right. He believes in... uh, I mean, J.C. Penney, right? He believes in everything he does. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Kiss of death. But you know what? For all the things he fucked up at J.C. Penney and stuff, he he is not, like, a completely horrible leader i think that he like a guy like him could probably work in that role because he'd be a placeholder if and until they figure out the technology for real because then she would just come back in and do it herself again right and i think that's the best possible outcome for her is just try to actually make the technology work this time yep i think the best possible outcome for us is to talk about midnight special and pluto nash that's going to do it for part one. Uh, tune in next week for part two, which is our discussion of Midnight Special and the unbelievable box office bomb that was Pluto Nash.